It is time to get solar powered. This is the Solar Powered Podcast. I'm Ryan Hall of Royal Hearts Coaching. RoyalHeartsCoaching.com, life and relationship coaching for kings. And continuing with our Tales from COVID-19 series, our uh, conversations with my fellow authors in this incredible new book, The Great Pause, which is coming out here on July 27th. You definitely want to be on the lookout for that. I'll be sharing a lot more about how to get your hands on a copy of this here very, very soon. But it's a, um, it's a, you know, it's a really powerful, really, you know, really moving just idea to say nothing of the actual stories that are in this book. And I'm among one of, you know, there are 25 different authors who have contributed to this. And I have another one on the phone right now. Her name is April April Goff Brown. She is a uh, she calls herself a creativepreneur, kind of um, you know, she's kind of um, a recovering uh, recovering um, somebody in the nonprofit sector that's in recovery. Uh, but she's got a really powerful story about just really getting reconnected with what really matters to her in this world. And I think you're going to get a lot out of her story. And it is my privilege to welcome April Goff Brown to the Solar Powered Podcast. Welcome to the program. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here, Ryan. No, I'm. Thank you for uh, taking the opportunity to um, uh, to join us here today. Um, first question I always ask my first time guests is, "Who is April Brown?" Uh, I ask that question all the time. Is does my husband? Um, but uh, April April Brown is. Um, a, uh, as you said, a retired nonprofit worker, um, spent a long, wonderful career uh, working with young people in Hartford. Um, and uh, after 30 some odd years, it was time to move on and uh, into something else. So I now spend my days um, tapping into the creative side and what I've discovered about myself over the last three years that I am not happy unless I am creating. And um, so that's what I do um, with a variety of different things, but primarily a jewelry business as well as quilt making and anything else that I can come up with. But it's, um, that's where the creative career is. I mean, that uses her creativity um, as a business. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So somebody who, um, you know, somebody who can create you know, one of those very creative people. I really, as a fellow creative person myself, I certainly appreciate that. Right. Oh, yeah. Thank you. And um, I, I had the opportunity to spend some time with uh, many women who are entrepreneurs and, and realized that I was different, even if those that are selling a product, is that because I'm making the product, um, change the word to be a creative printer um, because then it's coming from my brain, my hands, my ideas um, that I am then getting out there. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So it's um, so it's a little bit more authentic to you. Yes. Very much. Got it. Very absolutely. Much. Uh, absolutely. Well, uh, let's kind of dig in a little bit. What's your story? How did you? Uh, how did you kind of um, like? What's the prologue to? where you wound up once uh, once this pandemic hit our shores. Kind of give a little bit of the background. Well, 
I had a nice, quiet, easy life um, pre-COVID. Um, just my husband and myself and both of us going off in our own areas. I spent much of my time in my studio um, or online and learning about marketing and business and social media and all of those things. Um, and practicing yoga and just paying attention to um, the things that I thought were really important to me. Um, and then COVID hit. And being an introvert didn't seem to think, oh, this is going to be easy. I social distance anyway. I don't go out all that much. My husband, the extrovert, did all the running around that needed to get done. Um, and um, so I thought I would really be fine with this um, uh, until uh, it got to the point where schools closed. And when schools closed, I took on the, um, I volunteered to be my granddaughter's teacher. I thought it was going to be for a couple of weeks, maybe no more than four weeks. But, you know, for the month of March, that was going to be my life, uh, which has extended to four months and counting. Um, and so the story goes from the pre-COVID of life was good. You know, you see those t-shirts and hats with the thing, life is good. Well, I can honestly say that's where I felt life was good. Um, very content, very happy, very balanced, in a zone, you know, feeling kind of zen, things were great. Um, and then um, it was my life completely changed because I was now spending my time focused on somebody else all the time. Yeah. Yeah, it allowed it, it um, kind of allowed you the opportunity to get out of your head and put your energy into something uh, uh, into something a little bit bigger and a little bit outside of yourself. Right, very much. And, and I love spending time with my granddaughter. So I was very excited about it. Um, and then, it, but it was coming up with the lessons at first because they weren't coming from the school and we didn't have the technology to do it. So there was those frustrations, but also is that she, she wanted to be by my side from the time she woke up till the time she went to bed. And she was also spend, spending three to four nights a week with us. Um, so that it was a, it was a complete shift from having no responsibility to having a responsibility where it meant cooking three meals a day, making sure um, school was done, that there were activities, there was this. Um, always trying to figure out how to make what we were doing educational at the same time so that there were lessons that she could then um, be able to use in school. Um, it did even out, thankfully. Um, and we got into a good rhythm with it. But that, that, that first, I think, six weeks, I found it was, it was overwhelming because it wasn't just with having her, but in trying to be um, a good colleague and friend to many uh, fellow uh, women entrepreneurs, that the social media just exploded with groups and activities and events and and you want to support one another so it was well there was one at nine it was one at eleven it was tuesday night it was wednesday what's the best time to do it it was saturday and just feeling bombarded with what i call noise um the introverts we like that nice and quiet we spend a lot of time inside our head and all of a sudden there was no time to be inside the head because it was all external um, which ended up creating quite a bit of stress which i was surprised 
No, I, I, I get that on a really deep level with somebody who I consider myself an introvert at heart. Mm-hmm. Um, that, um, that I think once, you know, once everything with the quarantine started to really ramp up, I, I realized just how much I can, how, how much I miss uh, that personal connection with people and just how much their energy um, kind of, uh, kind of rubs off on me and influences me. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I kind of have it that with, you know, the situation, especially with your grand, uh, with your granddaughter, that it was, um, that it was something that rubbed off on you to be able to, as you know, as we said, just kind of get out of your head and put your energy towards something greater. Right. right, right. And her energy is is contagious, and she's uh, character and and um, you know wonderful. With her favorite phrase that I would get at least five times a day is, "I have a great idea." <laughs> a lot of time addressing her great ideas. Um, some which weren't so great, but many of them were pretty wonderful. Um, one of her great ideas was. We need masks, Nana. So let's make them, which means I've got to make them. She just has the great idea of picking out the fabrics to, for the masks. And I ended up with a mask making uh, to the tune that I have made over 400 of them. Wow. Nothing like adding to the stress of being busy at that time, but um, some of the nonprofits that I know um, were asking me to make them for their staff because they had residential programs that they had to to work with kids, and so I was making masks for nonprofits as well as for individuals. But yeah, when all is t- said and done at the end of this week, it'll be about 450 masks I've made, and I think I may be closing that down. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, no, that uh, that can uh, that can definitely be overwhelming in a hurry. Right, right, and it was. I forgot what it was like to have to have deadlines, um, and these were all on deadline. Um, this, so, but that was one of her great ideas and actually it was a great idea because I'm not sure I would have thought of doing it myself if it hadn't been for her. A great idea. Huh? Yeah, she, she, she's an amazing, thoughtful child about what other people need. And um, she just felt that it was important that people had masks to be safe. I love it. I love it. Just, uh, yeah, that's the, it's like the, uh, it's uh you know, just the kind of the innocence and the and the real power of mm-hmm. the heart of a child at work there. Yeah, uh, yeah. She has been she's been a great teacher um, for me as well about how she so easily thinks about other people. And again, introverts, we can spend a lot of time inside our head, which is rich and it's a wonderful place to be. But she, I, as you had said, I think she did fo- force me to do some focusing externally about what others might be needing. Isn't that isn't that amazing that the people in our lives end up being our greatest teachers without even knowing it? Right, absolutely. And and they say that, you know, and a child shall lead us. Well, you know, she has done exactly that for both my husband and myself over the last four months. Um, uh, and we and we look forward to when she's here so that we can see what's the next thing that we're going to be uh, doing. Um, next, one of her next great ideas. 
Awesome, awesome. Um, so, Emily, what are some of the things that you uh, that you create that you're able to create? Uh, well, I, the the bulk of my creation has been in jewelry design, and I uh, started that about three years ago, focusing on natural stones and looking at what the um, metaphysical healing energies are. Um, whether someone believes in those or not, the idea that a stone represents, so for instance, I always wear an aquamarine because it represents speaking one's truth and speaking up for oneself, which um, I know I need to, to work on, that I would often let things just go, as opposed to speaking up when something was really important. Um, so I started doing that, and uh, so each of the jewelry pieces I make, whether it's the stone bracelets, I make things with beach glass, I started working with stained glass pieces, all has some kind of a theme behind it. Um, so the beach glass, for example, um, are wonderful pieces that have been beaten and battered against the rocks and the waves and the shore until people collect these things because they're absolutely beautiful. And I use it as a metaphor for the journey that we take as women is, and maybe people in general is that, you know, we do get beaten up and we're crashed against rocks and stones and have challenges in our lives. But in the end, we have become or are always becoming that beautiful person we're meant to be. So I try to make the jewelry speak in that respect. And the same thing with quilts. I was doing landscape quilts, but I also make memory quilts for people. So a friend whose grandmother had passed and others, where I took the shirts that were made um, to memorialize them and created a quilt out of that. Um, for her so that she's got something useful while she's wrapping herself um, in the people that she she loves. So there's just a couple of ideas um, of the kind of creating that I do. Got it, got it. So it's, uh, so there's always some, there's always some extra meaning, uh, some extra personal meaning and personal intention behind any of the pieces that you make. Right, right. Um, I discovered some wire wrapping and started making tree of life, for example, which I just love the symbolism of it, either with uh, family, so the roots of the ancestors, the trunks of us as the adults, the branches of our children and grandchildren reaching out, and then how the seeds form the next generations, as well as um, looking at our own self-development from a seed to the root to the seedling to the, you know, uh, strong plant that, that we can be. So, um, I, I do like, and I guess that's that social services background coming back, um, really love the idea of things having some intentionality so that when somebody wears a piece of jewelry that I make is that they're reminded of, of that thing that's really important to them. It's awesome. Area that they're working on or it's just something that, um, you know, there's a woman that I know and she had said, I just want to get back to having unbridled joy and to be loved. And I was able to create a bracelet just from that of stones that are meant to focus on joy and love um, and gifted that to her just as it was something worth doing. And it was such a meaningful thing for her that she's uh, she wears it all the time and um, reminding herself that she's worthy of being loved and that she should make sure that she's got joy in her life. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. I, you know, it really, it, you know, it's really, it's really powerful to me um, just how important those little symbols 
can be. Like I have um, just a you know just a quick story. A couple years ago, I um, I did like a complete rebrand of like myself in my coaching business. Mm -hmm. I announced, you know, I call myself the life coach for Kings, which a King is simply a heart centered leader in the world, in your home, in your, you know, in your career, but somebody who leads from the heart. And I always, I wanted to consider myself and see myself in that light. So I ordered a little, it, it was a little, uh, almost like a, um, like a, like a, like a wedding shower party favor, but it was a, but it was a little crown keychain, and just the simple fact of getting connected with that little crown keychain for mm -hmm. my car keys, just really meant a lot, just in my own transformation and in my own development. So I completely get where you're going with, you know, like the intentionality behind some of the pieces that you make. Right, right. And yeah, it's it's a great a great analogy. I love that. Um, and love that uh, you did that for yourself. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Uh, well, you know, speaking of creation, um, I know that, you know, it's just been a really, just a really powerful experience for me to be with so many people who have contributed to the great cause. This incredible, just, I think, is going to be a world-changing book that our mutual friend Liz Hill is putting together. Um, and just to be able to experience not just the story that I share in the book, but the share the the story that many of the people who have written chapters for that book have shared. And um, if you want to share a little bit about what you created in your chapter for the Great Pause, um, sure, I would love to. I um, am really excited about this, and I can't wait to read everybody else's stories. You've got a head start having talked with several of us to get a sense of what's in the book um, already. I did it kind of as a journal, um, it seems. I, I did it with pre-COVID, early COVID, we're in this now, and then kind of a postscript, which were the lessons that I got out of it. So as I had as we had talked earlier, and I mentioned getting to that point, we're feeling just overwhelmed. Um, that once I, I realized that I had an occasion to have about 20 to 30 minutes um, of me time alone with nobody in the house except me, and took a deep breath and realized I needed to find a way to put that back in and get reconnected um, and take care of, of myself as well, that it wasn't, I just couldn't take care of everybody else that was out there. I had to prioritize um, what was really, really important to me and find a way to make sure that that was in my life first and foremost, and then figure out other things that I wanted to do, how was I going to fit that in? So, um, it was um, recognizing that I had an opportunity that so many grandparents didn't. I was seeing my grandchild every single day. And most of the grandparents I knew hadn't seen their grandchildren in three to four months. And so to look at that as a really uh, a moment of gratitude and a blessing in my life, and how was I going to change my attitude towards not feeling like, oh my God, I need a break, but how do I enjoy every single moment that I have, and just that, that 
changing the attitude and recognizing that blessing. Um, I was doing yoga that morning and in the meditation, it, it came to me and it was, okay, I need to start thinking this way and looking at what was going on as what were my lessons, what were the blessings I was getting as a result of that. So the title of the book with the blessings and um, wisdom and, and that that I think is in the subtitle of the book just seemed to fit so well. So I did it as a journal style um, with it's like four phases of um, the life during COVID. Got it, got it. And um, what was uh, like, what was one of your... Um, uh, obviously, we want people to read it, but what was one of your biggest takeaways um, that you'd maybe like to leave our listeners with uh, as maybe a little taste of your contribution to this book? Well, the first lesson that I, I say, there's about five or six of them, but the first one is really prioritize what is important to you and find a way to make sure that you have that in your life on a regular basis. Um, whether it's family, whether it's uh, quiet time for reading, whether it's a yoga practice, whether it's taking a walk, but it's, I thought that I think it's really, really important that you find what is most important to you and make sure that you, you put that into your life on a daily basis so that you can feel good and then you could move on to the other things. That's a you know that's that's a beautiful analogy just to really, just to really again just to really get connected with just what is important to you. I think so many of us, especially you know, especially entrepreneurs, especially people who, you know, we have our own businesses, but so many of us are all about the grind. Go 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 go, but. Mother Nature doesn't have a pause button, except when she drops a global pandemic on the world, then right. you're, you know, have no choice but mm -hmm. pause. But that, that has been just a really, like a really beautiful thematic connection that a lot of the stories in this book have is that we're learning how to get reconnected with just really what is important to us and our souls. It's just like a soul-centered dare I say, a solar-powered level. Ah, I, I like that now. I get the solar-powered. as they are. I love it. Yeah. And, and I think that is, is so true. We just had, we were too busy. And I hate that word because it's, it's like an excuse. We're busy, busy, busy. Well, we need to be busy taking care of ourselves first and foremost so that we can take care of the things, the people um, that we love and surround ourselves with them and the things that we love. And uh, then I think we have a really good life, a really soulful life. Indeed, indeed. And I think that's a beautiful note to leave off here. Um, one more question um, for the people listening out here. What is like one, like one bit of advice, one life lesson that you'd like to leave with our listeners about how to kind of take a look at your life through the COVID uh, pandemic, through the quarantine, and as we slowly start to enter our way out of it, what's like one little piece of the uh, piece of advice that you'd like to give to our listeners? You know, I think of um, some of those advices where you 
sit down and here's two columns. Yes, it's important. No, it's not important. Um, and, and on that right side, I guess one of my coaches had said, at the end of your life, what is it that would make you say, heck yes, it was a fabulous life. And those are the things that go into the column on the right, no, the left, which is the things that you want to do. So you want to be able to say at the end of your life, this was a great life. I am happy with the one I had. And make sure that those are what you keep in your life. Amen. Amen. It's like the, it's like, uh, it's like the, the great football coach Bobby Bowden once said, don't go to the grave with life unlived. That's great. Absolutely. Yeah. And my life is going to be lived differently than yours. And you wanted to make it your own authentic life. Uh, there you go. There you go. April Brown, thank you so much. Um, how can people find you out on the, uh, out on the interwebs? In the interwebs. Well, um, mostly through my jewelry site, which um, is aprilbjewelry.com. Um, I also have a Facebook page uh, that is fairly active. And I am uh, just creating an um, April Brown author Facebook page because besides this book, I will be um, publishing a children's book, um, hopefully by the end of the year. And so the author things will go under April Brown author. Beautiful. And once that children's book hits, I'd love to have you back on. I'll be sure to let you know. <laughs> April Brown, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to join us here today. My pleasure. All right. And that'll just about do it here for this episode of the Solar Powered Podcast, a presentation of Royal Hearts Coaching. For more information about Royal Hearts Coaching, you can visit our website at royalheartscoaching.com or you can follow me on the social medias. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm at Ryan Hall Writes on those three platforms. Or you can just shoot me a good old-fashioned email. Just email Ryan at RoyalHeartsCoaching.com. But that'll do it for the Solar Powered Podcast. Until we meet again, this is Ryan Hall saying thank you so much for listening. So long for now. I love you all. And go get solar powered right after you wash your hands and put on a mask. <laughs>